0: good morning everyone hey there
1: hi and howdy it's your boy jrg i'm still trying to figure out my uh my catchphrase for the beginning of these episodes but um we have another episode of geekdom underground
2: underground
1: again it's your boy jrg i'm here with my partner in crime
2: what's going on everybody good morning my name is philip hernandez i'm ceo here at geekdom and i'm excited for today's episode
1: stoked today
2: We have Monty Morgan and Sharon Gutierrez, co-founders of Pretty Simple, a leads tracking app for solopreneurs. A couple other things about about these folks: Geekdom members and current participants in our Geekdom Pre Accelerator, which is a six-week program. We're in our final week, so we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but but today, our story is about y'all as entrepreneurs your journey, how you got here, all those things. So let's go ahead and kick it off. I'm going to start with Sharon, yeah. you don't mind. Yes. Yes. So you. if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, what's your story?
3: What's my story? I mean, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. A underground,
3: right? <laughs> exactly. Um, my story. So, as an entrepreneur, I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. I never set out for it. Like, I was in San Antonio when I was very young. We moved up to Alaska um, when I was about six, and I didn't go to school. I was homeschooled, um, but my mom worked full time. So, I just kind of like, You know, hung out solo, but that's actually how I started building websites. Someone gave us a computer, and so I was 14 building my first websites for local nonprofits because that's a thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then transcribing um, papers for college students. And so for me, it was always just kind of about the next step. Um, You don't know what you don't know. And so um, after that, I decided I want to graduate um, high school. So I ordered all the books online, uh, did 22 different courses, just filled out every book, took it to a local. Uh, homeschool chapter, and I was like, okay, give me a diploma, and they like, did. <laughs> <Yay, laughs> so right, like, right Yay. on, go get it. Yeah. <laughs> and so then just worked retail. Uh, did that. And then someone told me I should go to college. I was like, why? I don't. I've never. I don't know anyone who went to college. So um, I decided I would go. So I just showed up, and I was like, I'd like a degree in marketing. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and so went through that whole process. Um, graduated with honors. Moved to Hawaii. Became a marketing director for a local nonprofit. And then in that space, started networking and realizing that I had a gift in marketing, like I had a strong marketing acumen and that the whole website thing that not everyone knew how to do that. So I was always kind of surprised. So that's how I became an entrepreneur As people started asking me for strategy. They wouldn't have time to actually take my advice. And so they hired me and my team and I built a marketing agency on accident.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you took us all over the place with that journey, San Mm -hmm. Antonio, Alaska, Hawaii, high school, walking in and getting your
1: your degree. Yeah, I I want a degree. degree Yeah, like, I
3: mean, it's like, that's like that summary piece, but you're just like, no, there's just like a whole lot to it. Yeah. Um, So, but I love it because it's just always like, what's the next thing?
2: Yeah. Why, why, what made you decide to like grab a computer and start building websites at such a young age?
3: um just it was there it's not like there was a lot else to do it was alaska
2: <laughs> and, you know, i wasn't
3: going to school so um you know i just started playing around with it and that's how i you know spent my time that and reading a lot of books like talk about like the world's nerdiest kid like that was <laughs> me so That was thing. a little bit <laughs> how
2: uh so how long were you in alaska
3: i was there up until after i finished college
2: wow so mm-hmm. most of your childhood high school wow mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what part of Alaska?
3: And Fairbanks, so interior. So no, I didn't live in an igloo. <laughs> I didn't deliver to school. I think we'll just get that out the way right Yeah, <laughs> is that, Is
2: that what you get? Do you get like like people asking you questions like that?
3: Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, and then people explaining to me how it is. I like that, where they're just like, oh, you guys get money every month for living there. And I'm like, no, that's not how that works. And they're like, yeah. oh, no, but you do. And I'm like, oh. Thank you. I'm so glad yeah. you told you. <laughs> Thanks for explaining Alaska to me. Thanks yeah. for explaining
1: my life to me. Appreciate you. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: No, for real.
1: <laughs> so then
2: um, at some point, probably before you went to college, you had identified that marketing was your calling and that's what you wanted to specialize in.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, I was in retail. I was good at it. And like I said, college wasn't really a thing. Entrepreneurship was not. I didn't I couldn't even comprehend it. Honestly, yeah. like, I did not know speaking was a thing. Um, it was very much just being in that space I kind of figured like I knew I wanted to do something bigger with my life But all I could think of was work harder. There was just no other options I just I couldn't comprehend it And so when I had a boss tell me I should think about college and she was asking what I was interested in I knew I was good at retail But I was like well who decides like what pictures go up and the promotions and like all of this stuff? I'm like this is interesting. This is strategic and I don't understand who does that She's like that's marketing so I decided
2: that's what I want to do. Hey. Right on. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. So, Monty. Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> you got to follow <laughs> yeah, that up. Yeah, oh you got <laughs> <you> to <gotta,
2: laughs> Do you have a journey that's similar going to Alaska and Hawaii? Not at, at all. all. <laughs> <laughs> tell, I grew up in South Texas,
0: um, you know, for some reason in the small little town I grew up with, uh, we had a great computer teacher. Uh, I learned Visual Basic and, you know, always had kind of an interest in computers. I went to college, uh, did all sorts of different things there. Um, But when I graduated, I ended up sitting down working, uh, doing graphic design for uh, a few different companies and was just kind of seeing the way the web was going. So I sat down, taught myself, you know, all the different, um, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, ended up moving to Hawaii because I've been surfing my entire life. And uh, that's where Sharon and I met. We started working together, uh, became friends, and that's how Pretty Simple was born. So,
2: wow! And so, what what small town are you from?
0: Referio, Texas.
2: Referio. Give me like a uh, about right. an
0: hour north of Corpus Christi. Oh,
2: okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right on. Because I was gonna say, like, you're into sur- Like, how did you get into surfing? in uh, small yeah. town <laughs> south. <laughs> I spent my
0: summers in, in Port Aransas, and gotcha. Uh, yeah, just kind of fell into it. Um, One of my cousins had a surfboard, which he gave to me. And I, you know, I had been skating since I was young and then, uh, you know, started, I guess, when i was still in high school like uh traveling different places down to mexico to surf uh california oh wow and uh i so got really into it oh yeah absolutely yeah. uh it, it's a passion of mine i actually just went surfing this last weekend down in uh, south padre see <laughs> really? yeah did man. <laughs> man that's awesome yeah so you know when i got out of college i was um you know, just looking for something to do. I always wanted to get out of Texas for a while. So I ended up moving to Hawaii, spent 14 years there. And, uh, wow. Yeah. just. Is just the surfing up. different
2: in Hawaii than Port Rico? <laughs> <Anthony? laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, it, it's uh, way, way easier to paddle out, but it'll, you know, eat your lunch if you're not ready for sure yeah yeah i mean that's
2: something i've never done I've, i don't even know that sensation of standing on something <laughs> it is propelling me it, it, man there's nothing like
0: it. it wow it's the best so
2: um that seems like real serendipitous that like you moved from small town south texas she moved from alaska into hawaii and then y'all just met i feel like there's a gap in there so how, yeah. how did <laughs> how did that happen
3: Um, actually it was through networking. So he was part of a networking group and I was actually overseeing that particular chapter. And so that's how I was building my business So just going out, like, you know, meeting everyone and everyone that I could and connecting with different developers, designers, graphic designers, you know, running an agency. And so um, we met, I don't know what the first impression was of me, but like <laughs> we connected and so I was like, okay, website designers. And I looked at his stuff, I was like, oh, well, he's good. And like, he is that unicorn though, cause he's an amazing developer and also has this branding eye that is so, I mean, it's just, Immaculate. Yeah, that's beautiful. an amazing
1: thing to have in someone where it's like I can build it, but I also know how to make it look nice. And
3: cool. Yeah, that's the full cool and- package. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, and over the years, I mean, I've worked with so many different developers and um, in which I'm so thankful for that. But I, I loved his work. And so I was like, OK, you will be my number one person. Like I will use you for as much as I can and give you as much business as I can. And so that's how we kind of connected. And then the friendship like just kind of developed over time. It wasn't really till after I left Hawaii, honestly.
2: Yeah. And when you left Hawaii, where did you go?
0: Atlanta.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did you follow? No. No? I
0: stayed in Hawaii as long as possible. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then
2: how did y'all end up
0: back here? Uh, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Things were really changing for me in Hawaii. Um, I was living in this beautiful spot down by the ocean and um, I'd been there for like eight years and then the owners who I was friends with decided they were going to sell it. So. Um, I was like I'll never find another place like this and um, we started working on pretty simple and we were just like and let's move forward with this and so right on, yeah you know, we decided to move back yeah. to Texas and uh work on this as much as we could yeah,
2: yeah. where where did that idea come from pretty simple
0: that that Sharon's uh process that we yeah. took and turned it into an app she had been you know refining it for herself and for her clients for years and um you know it something that really like when she taught it to me like resonated because i had been you know terrible yeah <laughs> at tracking leads you know i was the one that's writing you know my leads on pieces of paper all over the place and never following up and so um actually like right before we started pretty simple um she was actually helping me with another uh Progressive Web app that I was building for the small town that I lived in in Hawaii. It was basically a a tourism app that would uh, help uh, tourists and mainly Japanese tourists find their way around our town and all the different things to do. And uh, she was in uh, Hawaii helping me launch last March. Um, And then as soon as she's getting on the plane to head back to Atlanta, We start to hear reports about COVID. Oh wow! Yeah, It's like, "Oh, a tourism app right before a global pandemic. This is awesome." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's when you
2: need to pivot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's awesome. So then, so it was your idea because you have like a like consulting Mm -hmm. gig on the side, and you still do some of that, right?
3: Yeah, actually, no. I closed my agency last year. It was almost ten years in, and I was burnt out. I had just built this thing that everybody like a lot of people want to do. And yeah. I just realized I wasn't happy. Like I was yeah. so busy, I was so exhausted and I missed working with people one-on-one. That's where my passion's at. And so I decided to switch gears and um, just like do consulting full-time, do digital courses full-time. And then like, I'm like happy, so happy that I did that because it created the space for us to be able to work on the app. And so that's really exciting.
2: Yeah, because I was going to say, I follow you on social media and I see you like saying this is coming up or Mm -hmm. this session is coming up. So you still do it, but in like a more structured way.
3: Yes, absolutely. So, and uh, I mean, my clients are all over. It's California, Atlanta, Alaska, Hawaii. And so I feel really blessed with that with COVID. I was able to, you know, I would have been virtual already for years. And so like, yeah, it's pretty
2: set up for that. that. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. Wow. So, um, so let's talk about pretty simple. -hmm. Right? Like, why is it called pretty simple?
1: (laughs) Because it's pretty
0: and it's simple. (laughs) She's pretty. I'm simple. (laughs) And uh, and that's what (laughs) happened.
3: Yeah, that was kind of, we had used the name just because I kept saying that I want something pretty and I want something simple, you know, when we talked yeah. about it, he's like, I need a project to code, and I was like, hey, so I like, you know, wrote all the wireframing, I was like, here, let's do this, and so um, we just kind of were calling it Pretty Simple because that's what I wanted, and then it just kind of stuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you can't think of calling it anything else.
3: I know, right?
1: Yeah,
2: but, so, so let, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk about Pretty Simple, so mm-hmm. can you tell me, I know I gave a li- a sentence about it earlier. It's a a leads tracking app for solopreneurs. But (laughs) how do you talk about it?
3: Um, so really as a solopreneur, if you don't know what a solopreneur is, is somebody who's either running their business by themselves or they're managing their sales pipeline on their own. Right. So like, even as an agency owner, I operated as a solopreneur, I was managing the operations and the sales pipeline, even though I have team of six, right. Mm. And so um, solopreneurs, they face these certain set of challenges because you are doing so much on your own. I think that before, even just a few years ago, there was just kind of this expectation that that was kind of the first stage and you would always grow into this bigger team. And that was always going to be the four progression. Now I'm seeing more and more people that actually like lived agency life and they scale back down because they enjoy the lifestyle. There's so much like flexibility and freedom in it, but you know, it is a little bit chaotic. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so this is a lead tracking app. CRMs are just too big for us, right? Like they're bulky. They take too long to set up. Like um, we're all a little bit uh, hard to get focused in on things. And yeah. so what we need is something that is very um, simple to use easy to set up there's no complicated integrations and just a way for us to have our leads on the table and get motivated like we need the fun little reminders to say follow up on your leads because <laughs> you know i don't like doing sales i avoid it everyone thinks i'm just like you no, oh naturally like all into it but no i'm a huge introvert it makes me uncomfortable so anything that i can do to motivate myself to actually follow up with the sales and make money because you know that's what we got to do um this is what it is so we created that and so i'm really excited about it because i get to use it and i am like i'm my ideal client yeah he gets to use it my clients get to use it
0: and uh, i need it you know like I, said, <laughs> I, I had little pieces of paper all over my desk <laughs> never following up never remembering and so i mean constantly it's keeping me on top of, of those follow-ups which yeah. is what what it takes to close so
2: yeah and do you see so obviously you have to see some success on after implementing your system then uh, they start converting some of those leads
3: oh absolutely yeah Yeah. i mean i love those i mean we already have our reviews in there where it's like I didn't realize i had seventy-two thousand dollars on the table like now i'm ready to go and um to me that's like that's why i do this and yeah because we don't know we don't realize we don't really think about it we think in everything in these little tiny boxes and oh yeah there's that guy over there he said he was interested in something but once you start actually adding up all those different leads and the potential value then it's like oh i actually got a thing going
2: yeah because you change the the measurable i mm-hmm. like what some traditional organizations may look at as like we may have 30 leads on the table when you change it up to say you have seventy five thousand dollars on the table, mm-hmm. just it hits different. That'll yeah. light over, yeah, <laughs> exactly. hits different. That'll light
1: a fire under a lot of people for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's wow. Well, that's really cool. So, um, so y'all have been in the Geekdom Pre Accelerator, mm-hmm. and I don't think we've talked a lot about our programs here on the podcast, but really, yeah. But from a, <laughs> from a, a participant's perspective and y'all can be real with this remember we're on geekdom underground yes. hey. so you can tell us like um what has your experience been like that's for either one of you
0: go ahead it, it's been amazing i mean when we just got here last year we were looking to find a community um luckily we joined geekdom like the week before the pre-accelerator started we applied like the weekend we had just you know uh, become members
3: yeah, we like slow blocked everything off for of that whole weekend. I was like, "Cool, like let's do this real quick." You know how to do a pitch deck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, uh, just all the mentors have been great. Um, it's given us so many ideas about how to market ourselves, finding our category, um, and I, I just I've loved it. How about you, Sharon?
3: Um, no, it's been an amazing experience for sure. I think that, I mean, I go into things not trusting people. I'm going to be open and honest. right? Yeah, please. So I remember the mm-hmm. first week I was just kind of looking around the room and like, I don't know about this. <laughs> I called my friends and I was just like, they seem cool. And he was just like, okay, we'll just find like one or two people you connect with. And like, you know, trust those people. And I was like, okay. And I think that, I mean, that's a huge shout out to your program director, Leslie, right? Because I was like, okay, I can hone in on her. I know she's cool, you know? And so that built that trust. And again, we look at things very differently. I definitely come in a little bit guarded, right? But then being able to go through that experience, it's really challenged me to hold true to what I believe for the company and the vision, you get all of this feedback and it's amazing. And where you can go in and feel like, oh, I'm younger or I don't have as much experience in this space. It allowed me and challenged me to get really secure and like, but I know this space. I know yeah. solopreneurs, mm-hmm. probably more than anyone in that room. And, um, and so that challenged me. And it was, I mean, it's been amazing to go through that. And it's been um, the confidence building is, is everything it's yeah. been amazing.
2: How long were y'all in San Antonio before you, uh, like back in San Antonio, before you did the pre-accelerator? Like six months or something, five
3: months? Five months, yeah, yeah five months.
2: And how is that, like, um, both of y'all have, have moved around to very different places, mm-hmm. like going from Texas to Alaska and then to Hawaii, or going from small town <laughs> Texas to Hawaii. That's really different. So how have you, uh, like, how has it been reestablishing yourself in these different,
0: I think it's been a little easier for me. I've got family still here in Texas. Um, gotcha. Yeah, lots of family. So, uh, my brother uh, moved back from Singapore the same time we did. Uh, my mom lives, you know, further south, Port Aransas. And so, um just having that family ha- has been much easier, I think, than, yeah. than you know, Sharon moving into this area and just like you know not having as, as much of a support system besides you know me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know I always feel like we could be on like one of those unlikely friend shows
3: like we um our connection like our friendship you know was built off of work and then I think ultimately like it became cemented because we have such strong core values as far as like loyalty and we just bounce each other out in a really impressive way I'm so high energy um I don't know if you've ever taken those like personality tests but I'm always like the turbulent commander and that is so
1: true <laughs> like,
0: <laughs>
3: here we go. And then it's just like two minutes later, I'm like, I don't know, actually, I might have a whole (laughs) meltdown, but like, you know, his stable energy. That's what it takes, though. You got to be a little crazy in order to like pull something forward. I'm sorry, that's not a little quick, but yeah, I mean, it takes a certain level of tenacity to push something forward. And I mean, you're doing something that somebody else hasn't done. And so our energies really complement each other. So when, you know, even when my family's like, so you're just like moving in with your coworker? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna rent a house and hang out and work there and see how this works. And you know, so it's been an amazing experience, and uh,
2: yeah. Was there any uh like, like Pretty Simple is is doing really well and y'all are gaining traction. Was there any other ventures that y'all had before Pretty Simple that maybe didn't work out?
0: Well, uh, the uh, Kailua dot town, the progressive web app I was talking about. You know, I, COVID just killed that. Um, yeah. You, besides that, I I think that's the only other major you know collaboration that
3: we've done
0: yeah besides just you know all of the the different clients that she's brought to me to build websites for us yeah Mm -hmm.
2: other than your um like consulting have you built anything like have you started any other companies like pretty simple or gone as far as pretty simple or is this the one that you've taken (laughs) the furthest
3: um, this is definitely the one I think that I've taken the furthest as far as like it's being its own entity. I think I've lived, I mean, so much of my life, my career, right, has been building other people's businesses. And I mean, for me, that's a zone of comfort, right? It's just like, cool, you have this awesome idea. I have this like amazing technical acumen, like, let's just build this and make it happen. I'm good at sales. I'm good at business development. Um, when it was for myself, that takes a little bit, of that look in the mirror and say, okay, wait, do I totally like, can I back myself the way I back somebody else? right? Mm, yeah. And so, um, you know, with my agents. I was really driven by that because of the team. And so I definitely like built off like side things like we were talking about earlier. Like I used to have a radio show in Hawaii. Like I actually have a best-selling book on Amazon. Um, I have a podcast, um, like, so I've done all these other things. I'm an international motivational speaker. So it's like, I've checked all these things off the list, um, like on the side, like slowly building like my resume and my career and my brand. Um, but as far as like having this thing that it's its own, you know, little entity and saying, okay, I believe that this is something that can stand on its own and I'm gonna push it forward. We're gonna push it forward together. Um, it definitely has the biggest potential and the most traction of anything that I've ever done.
2: Yeah. So, I love that. Yeah, yeah, same here. So. Um, like I've kind of realized this pattern with you on, you know, wanting to go get your diploma and just filling it all out and going, (laughs) yeah. And then same thing with your degree, same thing with, you know, your radio show, writing a book, all those things. What is it that drives you that to, to want to go do these things and then not only have those like ideas to want it, but then go after and see it all the way through?
3: I mean, there's definitely multiple layers to that. I, for a long time, like I kind of had to uncover that. I think that's part of personal journey or personal development, right? Uncovering those pieces and understanding what are the things that truly drive you? I mean, for a long time, it was simply just, I knew I wanted to go forward. And as soon as I could see an opening of somewhere new to go, then I would take that step, you know. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like an entrepreneurship. I didn't know that was a thing until someone told me, you know. Oh, you know, you could get paid for this. I was like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> Hold up.
3: Yeah, it was a gal. She owned uh, Kristen Robinson. I remember meeting her, networking, and I was working for the um, the nonprofit. And she's like, yeah, I run a business, and people pay me to do their social media. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> she's like, yeah, you can do this. And so being able to just be open to those steps but i think like more and more like as oh, so the years progress and you know the projects get bigger i definitely have connected with the thing that like that version of me that didn't have any like idea or any big dreams at all it was just kind of the survival space and i always think like i want to show up for her in a way, because I know there's other kids like that, where it's just like, okay, we just are set on survival. There's not really this dream. And I couldn't find anyone who looked like me that I could aspire to. So I just decided, okay, everyone asks, who's your hero? I'm like, well, I'm gonna be my own hero, right? Yeah. And so it's just like, I feel like there's a certain sense of like, it's a, It's an honor. It's a duty to be able to show up in that way because I know it's going to make a difference for somebody. So it's just like when I show up even for a podcast interview, it's not just for me. It's for the other person who might be inspired for that to say, okay, she looks like me like, you know, I can do this, too. And just know you don't have to have this background. You don't have to have all the support. You don't have to have, you know, I've built the support in the community. I'm thankful for that. But a lot of people think like, oh, well, you had all these things to help you get started. Like, no, you don't have to have all those things. You just got to be diligent, be a good person, you know, pour into your community and just keep moving forward.
0: Like, that's yeah. it. Yeah, to see that all the time. It's amazing when she, you know, uh, was getting rid of the um, agency and was like, I think I want to go full time into coaching and, you know, seeing that pivot. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to write this book. And I'm like. Watching all of these things unfold, and I'm like, "Wow, that's inspiring!" But like, mm-hmm. uh, let's let's figure out something we could do together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: that's, that's like, I, I think that those are common dreams, right? Where mm-hmm. there's a lot of people saying, "Like, I want to write a book someday," or or I want to go and and quit what I'm doing now and go do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what's difficult is starting. And you know? mm-hmm. um, so, how did you like? How do you start? Like when you think of something. How do you know when to stop something else so that you can start like something as big as as writing a book and then it becoming like a bestseller?
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very intentional and strategic. I think that's like, I do have a strong technical side and I also have that strong, like intuitive side. Right. So it's just like letting those two pieces flow together, I think definitely is my zone of genius. It's what makes me unique is being very intentional about that. So in everything that I do, it's just like, how can I be super efficient in building this one piece that's going to support and sustain me and then create the space for me to add that next thing in? I'm never going to add something in that I don't have time for or energy for. I'm going to say no to everything until it's like, okay, this is running so smoothly. Now I can add this in. Um, so like with the book, it was like, okay, my coaching business is running. Well, I have like these courses that are running, that's going good. So I now have the space and energy, like the book comes in. So now I'm going to work on that. And this is the time for that. And then as soon as that's done, it's like, what's the next thing? Okay. Now we're going to start this like, all right, the space is running for that. So I can let things flow. People start, they try and do everything at once. And just they have that mentality. And then they see me, oh, you're doing all these things. I want to do all these things. I'm like, yeah, I did it one at a time, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only difference is consistency over years. Of yeah. just consistent, when you consistently add one thing at a time, one thing at a time, versus trying to chase 10 things at once and never completing anything, like, that's the only difference.
2: How do you know when something's complete?
3: You know it's complete.
2: Like, like if we use your book example, mm-hmm. you set out that, like, you have a lot going on. That you decided you wanted to write a book,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and how do you like? Did you did you have an idea that I want this book to be a bestseller, and then at that point I'm good, yeah. or did you <laughs> or did you have an idea that I just want to write a book cover to cover?
3: um no for this one it was definitely i wanted to write it and then as soon as i got it done i was like okay this needs to be a bestseller so it's just going to be i just kind of decided so did my research set it up and then i was like all right now i will have to show up 120 and like make this happen now um you know once you hit that status it's not like it stays up there forever right but it's like hit it and i was like okay cool done and i felt that sense of accomplishment because it's like i chose a goal that i knew was uncomfortable but i knew i could hit it
2: yeah you uh I feel like I'm making an assumption here, but I feel like you're more of like an ask for forgiveness instead of ask for permission kind of a kind (laughs) of a mentality. Yeah. So how is that uh, being co-founders? Like do y'all, how do you process issues?
0: Ooh. yeah. I
3: mean, I think you can definitely answer, (laughs) no, it's a lot of grace on both sides. Um, I think that we have worked together and, and for a long time we've worked together in a capacity where I was running things. I'm very used to being that very driven, you know, like, okay, like calling the shots kind of person. Um, but because we have such a deep level, I think respect is really important and mm-hmm. being able to give each other a voice and like, no, okay, you're gonna say this, and know was probably gonna make me mad. I cool off quickly, understanding like how we process things, you know, he takes longer to process than I do, like that kind of stuff, but, um, and being okay with that. But then at the end of the day, just like a constant check-in of like, okay, is this the best that we can do? And recognizing that even if it feels like, you know, Um, Iron against iron like we come out with something that's strong and amazing together Like it might not always be the prettiest process like in that day. Like Wednesdays are usually like a mess (laughs) You know as we're perfecting, you know, the pitch practice or whatever Um, But we know we walk away saying okay, we did something amazing and knowing that we can um, We can pretty much just work through anything. We decided that
0: and we know each other's strengths. I think that's what's you know important Mm -hmm. working through all the different you know ups and downs
2: how do you know each other's strengths
0: just from working together for so long um you know she like she said she she loves how i design develop things and you know i her marketing skills i'm just like you're a genius so yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's awesome um when you so uh when you came into the pre-accelerator, I remember. I remember when y'all came into Geekdom because we were down here playing ping pong, and it was like, "Hey, how's it <laughs> going, I'm Philip?" And, you know, I met John and and then like, yeah, like two weeks later, <laughs> y'all were in the, the pre-accelerator. Um, what challenges have y'all had since you've been here with Pretty
0: Simple? Oh, I you know the pre-accelerator has really challenged us when it comes to you know. Um, how each of us sees pretty simple um, and trying to make that cohesive and how we uh, show it to other people, how we explain it to other people, how people, you know, um, perceive us. So I, I think that's been one of the biggest challenges for us, but, you know, like she said, Wednesdays have been kind of crazy because <laughs> yeah. you know we're going through uh, all the different steps of the pre-accelerator and it's been, you know, there's been ups and downs and, you know, like sometimes we're just like, okay, let's stop. Like, going to do some energy and you know then get back to it so yeah
2: cool. yeah and so for some context wh- why wednesdays are can be stressful yeah is that's when we have our, our pre-accelerator meetings which mm-hmm. in the evening i mean it that it takes a lot like in the evening they do pitch practice all the companies they pitch and then uh mentors there's a wave of mentors all giving feedback a
1: wave just,
2: <laughs> just, just mentor.
0: Uh, whiplash
3: yeah and we both run businesses full-time it's not like we have something we can clock in and out of like we're running businesses so I mean we're both intentional about our schedules to say okay Wednesdays like I don't even honestly like check my email Mm or you know my work on Wednesdays I'm like I'm gonna be dedicated like I know this deserves this amount of energy and respect and so I'm gonna give it to it so that means I have to pause the calendar everything and so that I can give all that energy and then Thursday like pick back up you know for
1: sure now Monty you mentioned mentor whiplash yeah which (laughs) is talk real. about that. Yeah, it's real. Um, How was it? Like, have you felt that before? Like, how did y'all deal with that? Like, did you know right away, like, what y'all wanted? And let me just take this for the grain of salt. Like, tell me about how you process that?
0: Well, that, that's, that's a big thing. Because how we do process things, um, you know, uh, Sharon can be like, I'm gonna butt heads. <laughs> and for me, I'm like, okay, I've got to process this over some time. And so I, I think that that did bring up a lot because I said we both have different views of what pretty simple is and then having somebody nitpick it at, at everything that we're doing is just like okay now I'm seeing things completely different um, and we've got to change our pitch to match this and Sharon's like no we don't no, so, <laughs> no we, we know this I'm like but but this and but this she's like no let, let's step back, take a look at this and you know, <laughs> make sure that we're still on track with what we believe in. And mm-hmm. so um, I think, you know, all the different feedback that you get can be overwhelming. Um, but luckily, you know, she's the true north. That's like, no, we're going to stick with what we, you know, really believe in here. And so it's been it's been a <laughs> an experience. Let me say that
1: for sure. Yeah. What about you, Sharon?
3: Um, I mean, same thing. I think that that we have definitely adjusted a lot. Um, I mean, all these like minor tweaks as far as like how do we present it how do we talk about it um you know what information goes into this five minute presentation so i think the conversations have been um so powerful actually like you just can't even add up value to it because not only have there been people there that were able to give us this perspective in a space that i know nothing about you know i'm learning about right now but also people who were using the app the consultants in that group and the pr people who are like oh yeah i actually do need this and then being able to walk us through their experience and like showing us like okay this is like you know either confirmation or something that we need to adjust and like our ui that kind of stuff so i think it's like something to process and we have definitely like we have changed things and like learned so much and we're like okay yes that's huge we definitely need to change that um but like i said in the beginning it's definitely been about like staying true to our vision and staying true to like owning and having the confidence in the space that we own and um just being like okay no i i get this but this is how they're going to use it this is how they are using it i know who's using this app and um and I know how
1: this goes. Yeah, it was always really cool to hear uh mentors say, like, oh yeah, I downloaded it and I'm I put in my first lead. That's like literally all you have to do, and then I'm I'm using it and it's great. So I would always be in the background, like hey, that's awesome. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's so cool. It makes it real
0: mm-hmm.
2: for sure. You had said earlier, you know, uh that you didn't really have somebody to look up to or a hero per se. And so you wanted you filled that void yourself, mm-hmm. you want to be that. And you want to be that hero for, you know, whether it's somebody like you, whether it's mm-hmm. a, a little girl who's aspiring to do great things, or if it's somebody who just needs their diploma or somebody who just got their degree. Mm-hmm. What What is it that, how do you want them to, to see you? What is it that you want them to take away from what you're putting out there?
3: I think just the tenacity, the tenacity and the confidence. That's I think probably the number one thing that people comment on is that you're so confident. Confidence is the decision and you back it up with your experience. But it's a decision first. Right. Like I'm choosing to show up in full energy, backing up with my core values and all of these things. And then I do the work so that I can back it up and have the experiences. So that's why the roots are so deep. Right. Because it's built on real life experience. And so if you can marry those things together and say, OK, you know she's out there she's killing it she's doing the thing she decided she's gonna do something and she keeps taking step after step and she's constantly growing constantly growing and they can recognize that okay i'm gonna make the decision to show up with that energy and then i'm gonna put in the work to back it up then okay that makes you unstoppable that's all you gotta do
2: yeah and monty do you feel that <laughs> being, <I'm saying>. being <laughs> yeah.
0: all the time the energy is is uh i mean it, it's palpable it's like it's always there and the, i mean it it energizes me you know yeah. keeps me going she's you know such a big part of my inspiration when it comes to my own business what we're doing with pretty simple just like like you said the tenacity is I mean it, it's amazing <laughs>
2: yeah yeah did you have anybody um that I'll, I'll you said that you didn't really have anybody to look up to did you have anybody that was pushing you along
3: um i mean at different phases yes like i always look at it as there's been all these different there's been so many different like little pieces like chapters of my life if you will and i look at it like that so i feel like you know, along the way, along the journey, you know, there's going to be somebody who's able to like push you through to the next space. And so for me, there's just, there's countless people that were there at different pieces. Um, I have a younger sister and I think she's one of the people that she's definitely an anchor for me where, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, from being younger and you know, I remember being 16 and saying, okay, you can either live your experiences and let your past like define you or you make the decision now that this is what you're going to create for yourself. And so, I mean, being on that journey together and knowing that it's like I'm the oldest of three, Um, and just knowing that this is the example that we're setting, that this is how we're going to walk through life. Um, I think that's been, she's been a huge part of that.
2: Yeah. You, I think it's really interesting about how you said that, that confidence is a choice and it starts with that choice. (laughs) Uh, and I, I agree with you. I don't think I've ever articulated it that way, but I do (laughs) agree (laughs) with you there. How do you, it's difficult to make that choice. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I feel like there's a lot of with me anyway like inner voices that are going against that Mm -hmm. to like be confident how do you cope with that?
3: Oh, it's like it's like it's an exercise like everything else and I mean the reality is I'm sorry but like, as a Latina as a businesswoman not only is it your inner voices but you got your outer voices too I mean like the things that people Preach. have said to me in my experiences having a social media presence like it can be downright cruel and down to every single thing nitpicking and telling you like people feel very comfortable telling you exactly why they think you can't succeed and mm-hmm. hearing those messages and having it typed out and somebody took the time to like send you all this stuff and you're just like oh my gosh you know what I mean so you got that <laughs> On top of your inner voices um I mean it's just an exercise you have to process each of those things and decide okay if in my head I'm hearing this thing like oh you cannot do this or whatever whatever that like belief is that like, keeps coming through because it's you can hear it. it's very it's like on repeat right you have to process each one and, and then decide is this real or is it not real because most of the time it's not real right and if there is some element that is true what can I do to work on that and so, as you process those things, I think it starts to kind of clear up a little bit of space. And like sometimes they'll come back. Sometimes new ones come in. I mean, life is not this one thing where we just keep working on ourselves and get better. And then we just like hit this point that oh, everything's worked through. It's life. There's experiences where can's constantly like adding layers on through through our day to day interactions, right? So I think just being cognizant of that process um, allows you once you start tuning in and actually listening okay this is what that voice is telling me like i'm gonna process that decide if it's true not whatever and then that starts to give you the space to show up and then fill it up with the good things and the good thoughts
2: yeah that's that's awesome do you ever deal with imposter syndrome
3: every other day every (laughs) other
2: minute I
3: think honestly, it's so so off, uh, often where I have these moments where I'm like, what is my life right now? How did I end up here? Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember the first time I ever got hired to do a motivational speaking gig, I was so surprised because <laughs> I was I did a lot of workshops over the years. And when then that I got hired to go to the Bahamas for a um, you know, a conference and they were like, actually instead of marketing, can you just like share your story? And you know, you have the energy and it's motivational. And I remember calling my friend. I'm like, but have they heard me talk? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not the most articulate, eloquent person that's ever spoken. And she's like, okay, did you talk to her on the phone? I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay. So obviously she heard you talk. She listened to your reel. And I was like, okay. So I think just deciding to show up once again, you're like, okay, that's going to have to be enough at work for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, definitely imposter syndrome is so real.
2: Yeah. And, and you mentioned that you're, an introvert, so like that can't be comfortable oh, no. going up and speaking in front of a bunch of people.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, how how do you think you were able to do that, knowing that like this isn't this isn't where I'm comfortable? I don't necessarily want to just go and stand up in front of a group mm-hmm. and just talk, not only like address the crowd, but also talk about probably your most vulnerable moments.
3: Yeah. Um, I think it goes back to tapping into that. Why knowing why I'm showing up and choosing the confidence. Like, again, it's like, if I were just to decide just as a job, I don't think that would be enough to power me through those experiences. That's not, that's not deep enough. Right. Yeah. Um, so connecting to that piece and then also being really okay as an introvert with how much time it takes me to recharge. Like, you know, even having a roommate again, I've lived on my own for a long time. Um and having somebody and like, who can see that, like, okay, my battery gets like it dies. And like, it's I'm very used to people not seeing that. And so you know, when it's like, okay, he hasn't seen me all day, like text you good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I just like I need to come back from that space. Like I gave all of my energy, I showed up 110%. But like, I have nothing left. And being able to take that time and kind of recharge.
2: Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, with with entrepreneurs, like, I feel like sometimes you have to tell them to take a break, Mm -hmm. like, because Entrepreneurs will work and work, and we see it. I mean, we're we're open 24-7 and there are people here all the time. Um, so I, I didn't know that y'all live together, but mm-hmm. you live together, you work together, you geek them, and anytime I see y'all I geek them, y'all are together. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you like make time for not work? Are y'all friends outside of work?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I I try every night to like stop cook dinner like tell her sit down we're gonna eat like you know um i like i said i went surfing this weekend i take time to go and you know do what i love to do um you know i i think even when we're together we we like to go out have a good time with friends i think that's been one of the great things about geekdom we've found a lot of great people here that we you know made friends with go out with like uh, (laughs) you know i i think for the most part like we have different ways that we come up with our own energy for me it's got to be the water the river i got to go to the ocean something to to recharge me that's always been where i i get my own energy Uh, Mm -hmm. for her you know she has her own processes video games games, yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i i mean it's definitely it's challenging because you know when I was in hawaii she was in atlanta we were on the phone constantly and you know sometimes like we'll take a step back and instead of like hanging out at the house i'll just call her <laughs> and, like you know we keep away from each other but still like you know we've got to discuss things and so sometimes it can just be easier to, to go back to our roots when yeah it comes to just talking on the phone so yeah. i mean it, it's different uh now that we're together all the time but i think you know we're finding that way that works for us
2: yeah and uh so so surfing water that's your thing yeah and you very very quickly
1: glazed over yeah we can't story. just skip over that yeah let's,
2: <laughs> let's talk about your twitch channel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's, let's talk about video games
3: oh my gosh so I... is that that's what you do um, I mean, I do, I do. I mean, I like some first player RPGs though. Like, I mean, my favorites are gonna be like Mass Effect and hey, like um, wow. Witcher Three right now, like that kind of stuff. Where it's like, I can't, you know, be online with everybody because it's so inconsistent when I'm gonna be on there. But I yeah. do, I do enjoy my games.
2: Yeah, so Witcher 3, that's the game that you like to play right now? Yeah,
3: that's what I'm playing right now. And Before you? that was like Dragon, Dragon Age Inquisition, and before that I was playing all the Tomb Raider reboots. Like <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. So
2: how do you find time to play video games? Do you make time?
3: Oh, I make time. Yeah. Like I have to, I think for me, I used to, I'm like totally recovering, like workaholic. I still know at the end of the day, I'm gonna outwork anyone in this room. Like, I'm sorry, it's just the truth. Right. Yeah. It's like, I have that ability to just kind of turn things off and make things happen. But, um, I think recognizing that there's like that maximum point of utility where I'm like, okay, like at this point I'm not doing my best work. Mm. and So it doesn't do any, make any sense for me to keep going. So that's when I'm like, okay, that's when I can switch it over and be like, all right, I'm going to just, you know, play games for a little bit. Like, you know, he goes on his surf trips and everything. Like it is a lot like roommates working together all this stuff but you know we do have those things that recharge us that are very different
0: yeah i i can play video games but i came up with a rule years ago i cannot have a console in my house mm-hmm. that's all up. he doesn't
3: have the discipline yeah. he'll be on there for like but ever <laughs> have the i set
0: a like, timer yeah turn it off me i'll be like i'm another level uh this next boss <laughs> like and yeah so like i i cut myself off years ago and just like if if I want to get things done, I cannot have a console so in her The house. console is in her room, and like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: awesome. What console? Uh,
3: Xbox, hey, uh, hey, hey okay. Okay. Xbox
1: gang, Elijah. And
2: oh, Microsoft wow, wow, <laughs> let's hear it in the chat. What's the... All,
0: all the
1: way. Oh,
2: wait, so there's okay, so, so
0: then we'd have a feud, ongoing feud, yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that's awesome. So, um what advice would you give somebody who uh let's go back to right before y'all decided to uh to get into pretty simple. So I guess that would be when you're in Hawaii, she was visiting, and then she was getting back on the plane to come over here. It's March 2020 and <laughs> getting the reports of COVID, you're realizing you should probably sunset the work you've been doing.
0: Yeah. I you know, I that was the thing I was like, um, our work schedules were kind of like up and down just because nobody knew what was going on and i needed another project i was stuck in my house um and so you know we started talking about it she had mentioned the idea of taking you know her process and turning it into an app the year before and i was like hey what about that like you know uh, let, let's try it see what's going on and so um you know we sat down i started building the mvp um and it, it just kind of blossomed from there so it was, it was it was what we both needed at the time, I think. And and once we got the beta test out and had you know uh, users, we actually charged them to to beta test for us. And we were like, I think we got something here, you know. So let's move forward with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, people were willing to pay just to test it out. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. I
3: know people are like you can't do that, and like, but I can. Yeah, well, I can. I can. And I just yeah. did.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's pretty validating.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. So.
2: So on that point, cause I mean, you're letting go of something you've been working on, you're putting a lot of trust into something that you don't know really how people are gonna take it until you did that market research. What advice would you give a solopreneur in that moment?
3: Um, what I let something go? Sure. Or, 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 like, or what, or what <laughs> advice
2: Or what advice do you wish you could have told yourself on letting something go, jumping off and starting something fresh, like committing to the the person that you've semi worked with Mm -hmm. and committing to a partnership and moving forward
3: that's such a good question There's so many different pieces i mean i think it would be a matter of like yeah you let go of the things like when it's time when we know i think like honestly like gut check like we know when we need to let something go whether it's something on our calendar whether it's people whether it's a job whether it's your business like all of those things like we know the longer we hold on to something, in my personal experience, the bigger the repercussion is, because that it's going to end up gone anyways, but it can either be like a gentle, I'm letting this like float out into the ocean or whatever, or it's going to like snap back like a rubber band and <laughs> smack you in the face, you know? Yeah. So it's just like gut check of like a time to move on with things. And I mean, evaluate your partner carefully. Like I said, I'm not a big person for partnerships. i actually like sworn like I'm like, I'm never do a partnership. But because of the experiences that we had and the ability to understand like, you know, working together and working well together, even though it wasn't always easy, but being able to navigate that. I mean choosing your partner your co-founder very very carefully and having that trust like you know trial run some projects together Like I always say if you can try something first that's small do a workshop together I don't know like do something that's like not long-term not committal and just see what the process is Like don't just meet somebody and jump into bed together. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. it's not healthy. It's it's you don't know things get uncovered under stress So do something a little stressful and see what comes up first.
2: Hmm. Yeah, um, it's kind and, of advice. Yeah, that's a great tip
3: mm-hmm. and then trust I think that going when you have the ideas um i think you have to make sure you're solving a problem that's like a real problem i think i hear a lot of people are like i want to create i want to create an app what should i do like i don't know you know go fix a problem <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. it's just like make sure that you know you're in it For that reason, you're you're actually you're solving something versus just trying to make up a solution, you know. And so I think people think like, you know, oh, there's good money, or you know, I hear that, you know, oh, you get recurring revenue, like that's what I want. I'm like, okay, seriously, (laughs) like you don't understand (laughs) how much work goes into this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not one of those things that you just like set up for one day and magic happens, you know, it's it's a it's a lot, a lot of work, as you guys know. So
2: yeah.
3: I mean, that's the advice. But it's just like but if it passes all those tests, then yeah, do it
2: right on thank you Mm -hmm. yeah just start start it yeah just start it that's a lot easier said than done (laughs) because i mean to just start it you got to stop a lot of other things and and i mean that's that's something that i kind of wanted to get into also like you know you got a lot going on we've talked about that a lot a lot of these projects how do you make sure that um the things that like like right now you said both of y'all have businesses that you're running you're also building pretty simple. You also have your boot camps that, that are recurring. Mm-hmm. So how do you work give so much love to something and other things not suffer? Like they continue
3: on. Um, you it's answer a, that it's a challenge.
0: I mean, you know, um, every single project that you take on while working on something like this, like it it takes all of your time. So I mean, weekends, nights i mean it, it can be challenging but when you're building something you believe in i mean it it kind of you either do it or you don't like yeah you know, that's the thing Is like if you want something to succeed you've got to you know put your heart and soul in it yeah and then i have you know this force to be reckoned with <laughs> you know <And laughs> sharon is just like you know always there like what's the next step how are we going to get through this and i mean for me that's what i need you know she's been uh amazing to keep me on track with not only pretty simple but with my own business so um yeah she forced to be reckoned with yeah (laughs) so let's let's give some
2: geekdom underground realness because i think that people see the glamorous parts of being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. you know um it's real easy to go to like gary v's instagram and be like i want to be that guy (laughs) you know um but how many hours do you think that you work a week
3: Ooh. I mean, we can count those up for sure, but I will say, I love that saying about like entrepreneurship. It's like the only time that you'll give up 40 hours a week so you can go and be free to work 80. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really true. Yeah, that's great. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to be committed to the lifestyle you work. I mean, it's like, it's a, I don't know, I think it's like there's sprints. You know, yeah. for me, I really do break it into it. It's like I have to make sure that my life is a cadence I can keep mm-hmm. and be healthy and happy, right? And be able to do my best. There's times that there's going to be these blocks of time, like when you go going through a pre accelerator that you had already set to launch this program at the same time, you know, like those things happen and you just know, you just like pop it into low gear and say, okay, like, this is gonna be a uh, two months and it's gonna be a little bit different. So there's gonna be other things that have to come off the plate. Like, you know, my poor friends where I'm just like, I'll talk to you guys later. I'll talk to you guys in August. That'll be great.
0: <laughs> but you know, it's just
3: like that's just anything extra. Like I had to like step back from some like volunteer stuff and yeah. things like that, where it's just like, okay, like I cannot give I don't have the extra space right now, but I'll be back. It's not serious. But yeah. you know, making sure that I clean up my plate so that I can actually take care of things first. Yeah,
2: that's so important to have that kind of yeah. awareness and also have the the friends that, that understand that stuff oh yeah. yeah
3: um really quickly to touch on what you said though as far as like the real talk real talk though i think that mental health is something that should be discussed in the entrepreneur community i think it's mm-hmm. really important i've struggled with um complex PTSD, depression and anxiety those are things that are all you know like work with professionals and all of those things they're not like readily visible per se but i think that there are certain attributes that can contribute to mental health issues such as isolation and stress and that is the recipe for being an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> is yeah, isolation and stress. Yeah. And so I think those things, we need to not have them be taboo, not have them take away from anybody's credibility, but start making sure that people have access, you know, and are comfortable to reach out to their friends for support when they need it, and to also, like, you know, get help when they need it. Um. And so I think that's an important part of, like, the work that we do. I think one
0: of my biggest roles is making sure that she eats and sleeps well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Y'all. I mean, y'all support each other really well. Mm-hmm. Um. I, and I think that, that you're absolutely right that's a very important thing that, that we should be talking about and what's hard is you don't know how to talk about it I know, know I mean? mean it's
3: a, I just said it and I'm like secretly like so uncomfortable I'm like oh, yeah. I'm totally gonna hate myself in like 10 minutes
2: Yay. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> but I've been challenging myself in that space because I'm just like no again it's like I know it needs to be said somebody needs to hear it so I'm gonna start saying it even if it does somehow hurt anything that I'm doing because I think it's that important
2: yeah how do you uh, manage it today?
3: Um, I mean, like I said, with, like, help and, like, having those boundaries, choosing to, um, I mean, there's obviously lots of things like exercise and stuff like that, consistency, routine. Um, but a really amazing friend group and having the support, um, I think, is all parts of what is being the healthiest version of you.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you brought it up because it's something that, that should be top of mind
3: mm-hmm. for all of our entrepreneurs. And
2: I honestly, like, that's what I love about the place that we're in. Right now mm-hmm. is just that, like, we do have that community um, because I I think I've spoken to y'all at nine in the morning and at 8 p.m. <laughs> and, and with the same energy. And, you know, I love that we have the support of the community around us um, because, I mean, now that you put it out there and said it and on the podcast, on the table, like, hopefully people will start talking about it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully they'll come talk to you about it and just oh, kind yeah, of no, absolutely. Chat.
3: Yeah. i mean and this is a community where we can like support each other do that i mean i think that coming out of covid too everyone imagines that it's just going to be like this i mean you know coming out of as much as we are but like it's going to be the snapback of like okay everything's open it's magical but i mean there's this phenomenon in alaska though actually where it's like you know in alaska they're half the year is dark right so it's like you know you get diminishing amounts of sunlight over the months until you're pretty much like in night all the time and then it gradually gets more and more light every single day as it heads towards the summer So you get into the springtime, it's March and it's all bright and shiny and everything, but the depression and the suicide rate actually spikes. And that's because people have gone through this extended period of darkness. It's light now, and there's so much guilt around, I should be okay because it's summertime, I should be happy and they haven't, like nothing's caught up yet chemically. And so it just causes people to crash. And so I think it's something I'm hyper aware. I work with a lot of solopreneurs very intimately. And so, you know, hearing like the struggle of like, okay, well, like I'm trying to get out there more, but it's actually, I'm exhausted and it's overwhelming. Like all of those things mm-hmm. in communities like this it's so important that people get plugged in and also just like, you know, have each other to, on for support and have that conversation like like you know what i've been a little bit under the weather you know like okay cool what can i do for you who can i direct you to like how do, what do you need you know can yeah you for, sure. for each
1: other? Yeah, yeah thank you for sharing also i feel like i have those conversations with philip uh often you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just check in and let him know like how i'm feeling about things and yeah. vice versa so it's good to have someone you know to, to talk about that stuff with and a community that can support you for sure
3: absolutely yeah
1: that's such an interesting comparison how you know you've
2: had a period of darkness and the sun comes back out but it might take us a little bit to catch up
3: i know right and just so yeah. anyone knows like i'm totally going to have like a vulnerability hangover after this yeah. <laughs> like oh my god
2: <laughs> so, so don't don't reach out for maybe a couple days Yeah, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it twenty
3: minutes. no but i always appreciate i feel like every time you show up and like there's always a message right whatever the message is like i just gotta get the message out there and yeah. so i always appreciate a comment saying oh like thank you for this or that or whatever like if it helps somebody like feel free to let me know that will help me cover yeah. that a little quicker
2: <laughs> yeah yeah because it is i mean we've even talked about i don't know that we that i've articulated in a way like you just did but we've even talked about like uh, I mean, our staff went through a time where there was nobody here. And that's weird. Yeah, like yeah. for y'all being at Geekdom, you see how it is, the vibe, the energy, and you pick up on everybody's energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like we went through a time where it was just dark. There was nobody here because nobody could come. You know what I mean? And so crickets. Yeah, crickets. Like even they were gone. But but, <laughs> uh, but as as people have started to come back, you know we've even made comments to each other that like we're we're trying to remember how to people again and how to like mm-hmm. just be social again and i think that's part of it is mm-hmm. that like you know we need to also be aware and reflect that we went through some stuff and we mm-hmm. got to give each other the grace and space to get back out of it absolutely but, i love that yeah well awesome well thank you both so much for sharing it was so cool to hear your story personally and and hear how pretty simple came to be and i think that this I think that this does accomplish what you want to, Mm -hmm. you know, show people that we can do this. Like Mm -hmm. other people do this. And if you have an idea or a company you want to take to the next level, you just got to get after it. Just got to start. Mm Start. Just got to start. Thank you
1: for
0: having us. Yes, no,
3: This has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right on. Mr. JRG, why don't you take us home, sir? Yeah, for sure. Thank you again to Pretty Simple for being on this episode of Geekdom Underground. We had a blast. Uh, how can people find you on social media,
0: website?
3: Yeah, um, you can find us at Pretty Simple App on Instagram or you can find me at Sharon Uh
0: You can find us at Pretty prettysimple.app, um, our website. Check it out.
1: Awesome. Well, hey, we'll see you all next week. We'll be talking with Belinda Medellin. Oh,
0: uh, Be yeah, My Village.
1: Be My Village. Hey. Also, tune in Thursday. Venus and Legacy Park. You're going to see some great pitches and a great show. So we'll see y'all there. Have a great day, y'all.